Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Legacy Liftoff Podcast by Drone Adair. I uh, am pretty jacked up today. I, I have one of, uh, you know, I call him one of the, the man of the people, right? Uh-oh. Between uh, either drone pilots and, and uh, if you've ever been on any Facebook group, I feel like you've probably heard of this guy, right? He's the owner of Moss Photography, uh, the VP of the DSPA, uh, Vic Moss. Vic, thanks for being here today. Well, thanks for the invite. These are always yeah. fun. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and I joke, obviously, about the Facebook, but still. I, I It seems so, like it. It really does. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have to have top contributor on, on most groups from, uh, you know, taking, Probably. Care of, taking care of people that uh, may not know what is going on or helping us uh, understand kind of what is is going on in the industry, which I think is probably most notably these days what you might, you know, be be known for in some cases, but uh I won't get into that all right now. I want to kind of <laughs> start because this whole podcast is about, you know, you and your story and how ultimately you got into the industry. Uh, uh I know you went to school at what Art Institute? Art Institute uh, of Colorado. At the okay. time it was called the Colorado Institute of Art. I actually nice. have a degree in photography. Um, I like okay. it's fun because at the time I could tell people if they where'd you learn photography? I learned photography at the CIA. <laughs> so <laughs> the Colorado Institute of Art, not the uh, actual CIA yeah. people. But yeah, it was fun. Just kind of did, an inside joke in the school. Did they did they change that acronym afterwards when people yeah, started? Yeah, Institute of Colorado. So <laughs> like we gotta stop getting this confused yeah. with it. Nice. Um, well, and, and I know obviously coming from that world, that was kind mm-hmm. of how you started, right? I mean, obviously photography. I, I don't know when you graduated, and you don't need to name a year. But oh, I don't care. Probably, uh, you know, drones are relatively new, right? And mm-hmm. not relatively, but I mean, to us, you know, still, yeah. still technically in a sure. somewhat of an infancy stage. Mm-hmm. But eh. I think photography was kind of that first real, aside from mm-hmm. the military. I'll say that first real application of where people picked up a drone and started to say, "Hey, this is this is pretty cool," um, and what a tool, right? So I guess mm-hmm. what was that your first uh, real in uh, inside into the drone into industry the, was, into the, was the photography side? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't mind saying I graduated from the CIA in, in 1988. I've been doing this a very long time. <laughs> Um, 35 years this year, actually. Awesome. But um, yeah, I, I started. Oh, thank you. It's fun. I have a very understanding wife, which is also why I get to spend a lot of time on Facebook. <laughs> very understanding wife. Love it. But um, yeah, I, uh, I started seeing drones, I guess, in 2013. Uh, actually, 2012, I take that back. Uh, I saw the first little inklings of drones, the old Phantom Ones. Um, yeah. And uh, I thought, yeah, those are kind of cool. Uh, and then the Phantom 2 came out with, uh, with the GoPro. Um, and I thought, okay, GoPro is a decent camera because to me, it's always been about the camera, right? You know, as a photographer, and it's like, okay, I, I think I can. Well, I want to try this. I want to try this. So I got the old P2. I got a couple of them, and got the what is the H3? I can't even remember the, the gimbal now. The three, the three-way oh, gimbal right. with the, with the GoPros, and I modified some GoPros. So I had a medium and a long lens GoPro, and um, reached out to a client and said, hey. What do you think? Um, they've been using a, a manned aviator. He'd been flying their projects and giving them like four shots for 250 bucks, you know, flying their airplane around. It's like, can I do some stuff for you and see if it works? And it did. Um, so I always like to joke and tell people that, uh, yeah, to me, it's always the flying camera, always has been. Um, 
it more it's morphed a little bit obviously since then but uh you right. know you've talked to me if, if anybody's talked to me at all they've heard me say this a thousand times but to me it's always basically the drone is just the world's most tallest and versatile tripod um you can get up there to 400 feet or higher um and and just park it you yeah know, i get two three second exposures that are tack sharp these days with my drones so yeah. um it's it's a great great tool um it's pushed me into it's, it's pushed me into videos now i do a lot of video as well it's just a lot of fun it's awesome. A, it's a kick in the pants. I mean, you get yeah. to fly, you know, things like that there, right there. Right. Um, cool shot. And, yeah. um, and that's even an old one. The newer ones are even cooler, but I just haven't printed them yet. Uh, but uh, it's it's just a lot of fun to do what I get to do. I mean, golly yeah. gee, I, I fly drones. Right? I get paid to do this. I, I know. get paid Man, for it. I love it. Isn't it great? I, mm -hmm. I tell my wife, too, I'm completely unemployable for the rest of my life. So, you know, <laughs> I'd, have to, I, I'd I have, have to go flip burgers at McDonald's, maybe, <laughs> if I got some training. I, I, man, I couldn't do it. I, I have to... We're making this work no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, exactly. We're we're deep in, but I I feel like you know what? It technology too has come so long. I remember those days mm -hmm. too. It's like you didn't even have you can't even see the video you were recording, no, like no, photos no. you were taking. You bring it down. It's like, dang, that looks nice, you know. Or it's like, wow, that was <laughs> Oops, not back great. Up. I uh, I have seventy percent of this guy showing, and you know, thirty percent of what my actual subject. But um, you know, I think. It, it, it is really the where it started in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. it's evolved in a lot too. And I think from our standpoint in the industry, technology is obviously moving a little bit faster uh, mm -hmm. than the regulation bit. side as well, right? <laughs> um, oh yeah, so, yeah. And I think you know, and I don't, I don't want to harp too much on it, but I think there's a lot of ways that you're, you know, a great advocate um, for the industry, and that's why you know, in the beginning, that intro, I truly believe it, right? You're kind of I feel like, uh, in a lot of ways, the voice uh, for, you know, in between from the drone pilots to policy in, in some regards, well, right? It's, and it's, it's fun. Yeah, I, I like to do that. It's it's fun. Um, and actually, um, for those of you who are listening, don't know that we've had to move this this interview around a couple of times. Yeah. Um, because literally just before this, I was talking on the phone with a, a legislator from Missouri. Um, there's a drone bill that's going to be putting it into uh, – um, it's going to be it's going to be uh, put forth uh, next month during session. And uh, there's a drone pilot. I won't use his name because I didn't ask um, that's really yeah. done a lot of legwork in Missouri and done a lot of organizing. And he hooked me up with a, uh, uh, another legislator that does not like this bill. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to spend some time talking to him and I was telling him what was wrong with it um, and how it really it just can't even be amended. It's just got to die in committee. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, whether it's Missouri or hanging out in Marco Rubio's office in D.C., which is not a pleasant experience, um, or yeah. just dealing with 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 city council people. Um, they all, all – no, I'm not going to say they all. <laughs> Most of them just want to know, just want to learn. Yeah. Um, some of them already have their maids up and they don't want to be – or their minds up and they don't want to be confused with the facts. But, um, you know, for the most part, they're almost always reasonable people. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and you obviously would know a little bit more than me, but I think from a, a viewpoint of, you know, being in the industry of drone pilot flying, a lot of regulation steps coming up, depending on where you're flying, it's different, right? Me being in Milwaukee versus flying in, you know, downtown Denver or certain <laughs> like that, right? It's completely different. Uh -huh. uh, there, there's different laws that, that you have to kind of uh, know about as you're traveling or as you're flying. So standpoint too, you know, there's, there is needs to be that voice because a lot of times legislators don't have the knowledge or the experience of, of flying in remote areas or urban areas mm -hmm. or urban areas. Wherever. Right. Exactly. And, and we don't necessarily have 
the ability for each side in in some cases to know exactly what's going on. So I, I do, I think a, a lot of people appreciate uh, you bringing it down to layman's terms in some, <laughs> in some cases in those groups and, and really showcasing that. So it's great. Um, I appreciate that. Well, I'm not a lawyer. I, you know, I always right. have to say that for, I have an art degree. You're getting, you know, you're getting <laughs> legislative suggestions from somebody with an art degree. So, you know, I have, I never really thought of it until you said this, but you know, I, I have to, I have to put it in layman's terms because I'm a layman. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I have to understand it first. And if you start throwing big words at me, it's like, that's not going to happen. Talk yeah. to me like I'm four, you know? Um, so that's but I just think how that, I need to understand it. So that's yeah. how I can explain it to other people. Which is great though, because you're making it real, right? You're making it a little bit more digestible to people. Whereas, mm. uh, you know, in the aviation, the, you know, FAA world, there's a lot of numbers and letters and, <laughs> you know, acronyms and everything <laughs> else that you can get caught of your head spinning around and around to try mm -hmm. to figure out what they are. Uh, but bringing it down to kind of that, that, uh, you know, way me and you just talk or yep. the way we yep. just communicate in a very, you know, personable way is probably why so many people, uh, you know, applaud the way you kind of get out there and do it. So well, there's a, there are, but there are a number of us to do that. So I will, I will say yeah, I'm not the only absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking to you today. Oh, I get it. And I, 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 I do know that obviously we have a ton of people in the industry that are yeah, doing Kenji and Dave Messina and, 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 um, um, Greg Riverdio and there's yeah. so many people out there that do so much work for us. And that's Absolutely. just, that's just, that's just a small, a just small the list. tip of the iceberg. Right. Mm -hmm. But I do want, I, I think it's a good segue into kind of like how, you know, for one, you've been doing drone or moss, moss photography, right. Drone photography now for quite some time. Yeah. Like 1988. Um, <laughs> 1988. Well, not a, I guess soon uh, after that, somewhere in there. <laughs> I <laughs> picked it up. Um, but, you know, I would love to talk a little bit more, too, about how, you know, the DSPA came about and how, oh, sure. you know, you and, and Kenji and, uh, kind of came up uh, with this idea uh, and how, you know, that relationship started and, and kind of what your goals are or where mm -hmm. you guys have really worked on, I guess, to close out this this year and and kind of thoughts going forward on, on how uh, you can continuously push that forward sure, um, and how people can help you as well with that. Oh, that's no, that's, that's, we always like help always. Um, you, you can pay attention to your local legislators. That's a great way to help. Yeah. Um, the, in, in Missouri. I wish, I wish I could say the guy's name. I should have asked because I was literally just on the phone <laughs> with him 15 minutes You can put ago. it in the show notes if you ask for <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, but he's just, he's, he's a great guy. He's from Missouri. He's in Texas right now, but he's reached out to all these legislators to say, Hey, you can't do this. But how did, how did, how did DSBA come about? Um, I guess a little bit of a backstory is how, how I ended up being doing, getting into the legislative side of things or the, the advocacy side of things. I don't want to be a legislator. I'd be horrible at it because <laughs> I tell everybody the truth. Right. But um, uh, here in Denver, I guess it was been 2000, I want to say 15, probably. Um, Colorado started doing some, you know, like all, a lot of the other states, like, hey, you know, drones, ooh, let's create legislation. Um, so I went to what was called the uh, Colorado Aerial Media Pros meeting. It's a meetup group. And I walked in there and said, hey, I'm Vic Moss. Who's doing the – who's working with the legislature? All this stuff's coming down, and nobody raised their hand. So I sort of left that meeting <laughs> as kind of the de facto legislative liaison for the uh, local industry. And it kind of blossomed from there. Um, did some state work. Um, now doing some national work. Uh, I was part of another drone school for a while, and that helped out quite a bit. Left that. Um, and when I left that, um, Kenji Sugahara reached out to me. 
It was literally right after I left that particular organization. Timing is and, everything, um, right? Pardon? Timing is everything. Timing right? is it's, everything. It, it is. And, and it's like, hey, um, what do you feel about this? And he kind of explained what you wanted to do. And I said, no. I just just finished up another time suck, and I don't want another one. Um, and so he called me a couple more times, and a couple weeks later, I said, okay, let's do it. And mm-hmm. so we started, we sat down, we tried to figure out what it was, and what, what are we going to name ourselves, and what are we going to do, and who are we going to be? Um, and so we came up with Drone Service Provider Alliance, or DSPA. And so we did that. Um, we got it. We started out kind of slow. Probably just took us about six months to get organized because we both have full-time jobs. Uh, we, at the time, Kenji was doing a lot of video work with drones, and I'm obviously doing what I'm doing. Um, and so we just we just did this. And, and one of the main reasons I kept saying no is just like, I, I don't want to deal with it. He goes, you're already dealing with it. You're doing this stuff all the time anyway. And, oh, by the way, if we do this organization, we are a 501c6 registered here in Colorado. Um, People can pay dues, and we can use that to cover our expenses when we do things like go to the Advanced Deviation Advisory Committee. We're also on the drone safety team now, um, whether we go to Commercial UAV Expo. Um, Exponential was here in Denver last year, so that was kind of nice. Um, I still ended up with a hotel downtown that because of the timing involved. My wife goes, really? It's like, yeah, sorry. Um, and so that's what we do. We just we, we, we did this. We put the name out. We try and get some articles. I wrote an article today um, and put it up about the whole uh, uh, DJI RID DOC. Speaking yeah, I saw of, that. Speaking of, um, <laughs> of acronyms, right. you know, about the fiasco with the declaration of, of compliance issues. Um, and we just kind of put it out there. We've got um, some people on our board. We've got Amy Wagam. We've got um, Sharon Rossmart from Women and Drones, and then Dave Messina from FPV Freedom Coalition. Oh, and I think oh he just announced he's now. Oh, who's he with now? Dave Messina. Um, is it? It's one of the F, uh, one of the other FPV groups, and my brain just left okay. me. Darn it! Sorry, Dave. If you watch this, sorry. <laughs> um, but he he works with the, he and, and Dave does a lot of work too with the with the at the time the Drone Advisory Committee. Um, so it's just pulling all these people in and let's let's see what we can do because there just was no single voice for the commercial mm-hmm. drone pilot here in the, in the States. Um, there was one organization, sorry, yep, learn how to talk. There was one organization that tried. They did a really good try at it uh, and it just didn't work. And I think it was the timing. Yeah. Uh, we just weren't quite ready. And then, of course, at this point, too, when we started, um, Kenji and I had already had an awful lot of industry contacts. So we were able to kind of focus a little bit better than the other group could, um, just simply because of the contacts we had and the timing was so much better. Uh, we had a lot of things coming down the pipeline. And here we are. Um, Kenji now actually is the director of aviation for the state of Oregon. So he's really busy. So mm-hmm. I've been doing the lion's share of the work at DSPA, which I don't mind. He definitely chimes in and helps out. Um, but uh, And then I've been busy this summer. So we're not quite as – we don't put out as much content as we like, but we do an awful lot of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing too is, right, is a lot of times people don't see what is all going into it, right? I mean, to start a business in general takes a lot of work, right? But when you have another full-time business and now you're also creating this 501c8, right, that you're ultimately being <laughs> able to, uh, you know, hopefully gather donors and people that believe in what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and ultimately want to help in any way that they can. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of value in that, right? But mm-hmm. also uh i in some cases right you have like today you put out very relevant 
news. And, and I shouldn't say in some cases, in most cases, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you put up very relevant uh, information that people can grasp and, and understand, but uh, that they may not know either is a coming down the pipeline or, or are looking for that news source because as we know, it might take a little bit more time for other organizations to put out that information, right? It's a very sometimes slow process uh, mm-hmm. to, to get to individuals that are in the industry. Um, so I guess, you know, and I've seen uh, plenty of the stuff that you've put out there, right? From templates to how you've gotten waivers or authorizations or, you know, different things like that, right? That are very grasp uh, or people that can grab right on your website and, and uh, understand mm-hmm. that uh, if they put in the time and the effort and do things in the right way that we can all, they can all achieve that uh, those things as well. So uh, it, I do think that it's a very helpful resource. Uh, well, yeah, and I appreciate that because I think one of, the, one of the most, one of the most proud things I've done recently is my ops over people waiver. Um, I was able to get it and I, and I want to thank the FAA for that. Again, I won't mention who, um, but um, he saw me flying here in Denver at the, at the exponential and he said, Hey, why don't you apply for a waiver with that drone and that particular, you know, the prop cages. And so me being stupid said, well, it's over 250 grams. It's like, that's why you have to apply for a waiver. So, <laughs> That's um, the point, so right? <laughs> yes, give me give me a good give me a good safety, safety mitigation case, and uh, I'll go ahead and do that for you. Um, so let me know when you send it in. Um, if, you, if you've got a good safety case, it's yours. So I did that. We put some work into it. I had a little bit of time. I, I had to do things. When we had Expo here, we had literally a record rain. We had three inches of rain really? one day here in Colorado. And I woke up the next morning to a flooded basement. So everything <laughs> got put on hold, you? including the waiver. But once it was once it was going, um, we had a couple of back and forth where I had to change some math. And he goes, okay, there you go. So we went ahead and um, first we did it to, um, we gave this waiver information to our members. We had a We had a member-only webinar. And then we gave it to Pilot Institute members only because Pilot Institute's a very big supporter. Uh, Greg's a big supporter of the SPA. He's an awesome cat. Um, and, uh, we did one other thing. We did women and drones. Um, I think I did another one, but anyway, so then we went ahead and said, okay, here you go world. Yeah. And, uh, I went ahead and put out the reservation or the, uh, application aspect, uh, put out the video. I did have to change things up a little bit. Um, I got a phone call two weeks ago from my FAA contact and waiver office said they take everything down, please. Hmm. (laughs) Because, Because um, in my attempt to make it easier for everybody, including the FA waiver office, I made it more difficult. Um, I included all the math I had in the, in the kinetic energy uh, transference uh, formulas. And he goes, we don't care. We have that yeah. information. You gave it to us. What we want from you is a 380 gram limit and a good safety mitigation case. So tell your people to please make it easier. And so, again, I've, I've done this before. So FA waiver office, I apologize. <laughs> not, it was not the intent of my waiver. But so we thought so it was great. And um, I think I think it's been downloaded now 300 times. The video that's in the packet. Yeah. So if everybody applies, that's 300 waivers. Um, in which case, the the information they can glean, the FAA can glean from those waivers, the monthly reports, can help change the ops over people language uh, in the in the yeah. regulations. So that's the goal. Like what we did with the 10729 daylight operation uh, waivers, they're gone because we right. did them and we used them and the FAA said, hey, you guys can fly safe at night. You don't need yeah. this anymore. So hopefully right. we can we can bump up. I'd like to see 500 grams. I think one, I think I think a kilogram is too heavy. 
Um, but I'd like to see a 500 gram limit at some point for ops over people. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean I think there's a great case for it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and if there Not is cages, blah blah blah. But yeah, right. I think 500 yeah. grams is great. Yeah, you have the safety precautions and mm -hmm. everything in place that you need to to make that doable. Um, I think it, and, it's and, great... and, you, and we have the safety record of drones. I mean, drones are the right. safest form of aviation out there. Um, the next yeah. person that's killed by a civilian drone will be the first person killed by a civilian drone. Um, right. That doesn't mean they're perfectly safe. There's no such thing. I, mean, I could walk out my front door and get hit by a meteorite. Hopefully not. But right. um, it's you know, <laughs> nothing's guaranteed. Not. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Listen up. Eh, I don't hear one. Good. Go. Um, yeah, no, but right. you know, I we have, it's, they're so safe. They're so safe, and they work so well. Um, yeah. I think the technology, the manufacturers, are, most of the manufacturers have gotten to the point where. You know, they've put out a beautiful product for a beautiful price that puts yeah. out a beautiful image and data, too. Right. I mean, obviously, data collection. Yeah, for sure. So it's safe. Yeah, right. It is. And I think that's the biggest thing is, too, is you see it's a good left lesson to learn is that if you are in the industry and you are doing things the way we should be right safely yeah, and like people flying over these professional football stadiums and over the washington you know, monument areas that was was that yesterday <laughs> that, I was, that was saturday that was an fpv drone right? that was an fpv drone by a canadian i will not use oh, his name because i don't want to give him credit goodness uh, but he that does is... this kind of stuff a lot he's already been supposedly again this is what somebody told me so mm -hmm. um he's been fined by the caa um, if you go on his web page or his Facebook page, he's done the same thing in Las Vegas at the um, Sphere, which the Sphere mm -hmm. is in a zero grid. Yeah, um, Las Vegas is very generous. The Las Vegas airport uh, is very generous with Lance approvals. We have flown Absolutely. there. Yeah, um, a number of people have flown very legally at the Sphere, including myself and Kenji. Um, I flew Plagio Fountain, but when we were there for Cameo AV. Yeah. but um, I saw you the day it's before. The people that do stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's the problem, I think, is that so many people do see the, the those main things, right, that mm -hmm. go wrong or those big events like mm -hmm. NFL football game getting stopped. Not once, Not multiple twine. times yep. in that game, it got yep. stopped because this drone operator was stupid. obviously flying ridiculously stupid, right, yep. over the yep. stadium. Um, and we don't want that, obviously. No, we don't we want don't, that. We don't want that image. We don't want people to think that uh you know every drone pilot is a breaker of the law and mm -hmm. they're they're used for bad things and 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 whatnot so and you, you know, know what's I, awesome about situations like this whether it's the guy in philadelphia whether it's baltimore whether it's um you know boston that happened in the uh, in, the, in the, the the boston um baseball Mar team or the the red Sox, yeah yeah Sox. sorry it's like my son lives in Boston. I, I totally blanked it. Um, or if it's the if it's the Washington Monument, um, the community comes together and says yeah. this can't happen. The people, right. who, the vast majority. I did have I did have somebody really mad at me when I did say I told the FAA about this guy, um, uh, which is a funny story. But um, <laughs> the community comes together and says we cannot let this happen. This the people that do this kind of stuff need to be punished. Mm -hmm. They need to be punished publicly. Not not mm -hmm. you know not like. Oh, let's send them in jail or put them in, put them in the blocks or whatever um, right. you know, they used to use in the medieval times. Um, <laughs> but the, the first time I saw the video, of the guy flying the monument was yesterday. No, today's Monday, Saturday. I, I was at, I was at a drone event and, um, uh, I was, the FAA was there and the cops were there. It was just, a, it was a high, it was a high school drone event, uh, Westminster PD and Westminster high school here in Colorado. And I'm sitting there talking to a couple of FAA folks, including a, a special investigator. <laughs> and, um, I, 
got this thing on my phone. I went, oh, cool. What's this? And I looked at it and I went, uh oh. And so I showed <laughs> it to them. <laughs> yep. They nice. were not what happy. They, say? Yeah. They, they were not happy. And that's, that's as far as I'll go with that. Yeah. But um, it's just kind of funny, the timing of things. Uh, but the communities have come together and said, no, this can't happen. Um, right. You've got your, you've got your outliers to say, Oh, what's, you know, what are you a drone cop? It's like, no, but yeah. um, they come together and don't want this. And the FAA loves to see that the FAA says, look, this, this is not standard operating procedure for the drone community. This is the drone community coming together and say that people can't do this. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get hurt. It's illegal. It's dangerous. And it's stupid. And so Absolutely. the FAA loves to see it when a community comes together for situations like that. For sure. And then we're always going to have trolls, right? Oh, and yeah. Always, always, always. Gonna be on no, matter, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, even if you are flying legally in a certain, you know, if you're at the sphere, you're at somewhere else. that is Washington, D.C., which is where I was last month. <laughs> yeah. And, and literally, you you have done the right steps to make mm-hmm. it happen and it, and it's able to be done. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think I've seen it far too often where, you know, pilots have to explain themselves in a post and just to, or to, if they are doing it legally, right. It's like, they're more so being trying to get in front of it saying, Hey, by the way, this was done legally. We have all the authorizations, everything right. that we need to, to make this a safe flight. Um, and unfortunately, that's just the way I think it is mm-hmm. right now as mm-hmm. an industry, because too many people believe that everything that is done correctly is not done right. legally, right? Um, so when I have one of my more interesting flights. I always, when I post it somewhere, I'll say, by the way, this is legal. I did the right steps and that kind of thing, which people usually understand I would anyway, but there's always those people that, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, uh, and again, it's probably ignorance in a lot it's of ways. It's ignorance, and, and, and a lot of the people who really get mad about that just don't understand. They're they're trying to protect the industry, so I really don't blame them too much. But when they start arguing with, with people about it, it's like, no, look, come on, come on, come on, come on, yeah. come on. Right. I mean, I, I had a client the other day that just reached out and was like, hey, we need to fly this location tomorrow. And I'm like, did you look at the address? It's literally sitting right on the edge of the runway. I'm like, this is not possible for tomorrow, <laughs> first of all. Um, I will get back to you uh, at, with a date that I can actually fly. But, you know, it again, it's probably people that either A, from a pilot perspective, don't know, or mm-hmm. really, I think a lot of it comes down to the clients pushing for it, right? right. Uh, because right. they don't know the regulations and the laws. Sometimes they don't even know why that they? they're restricted, right? right. They should. That's why they but... should hire the correct pilots for this kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, and and we as pilots, then remote pilots. I know man pilots hate it when we say that remote yeah. pilots. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, it's up to us to really say, look, we can't do that. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 against the law. So, yeah. and that's yeah. why you hire and, the right ones. Yeah. Exactly. And and at the end of the day, you know, they'll figure figure it out. And if they if it, they don't, they'll the something will happen eventually. But we have to manage the rules, not mm-hmm, the exceptions, mm-hmm. right? And ultimately plan for the exceptions because right. they're out there, but advocate uh for them to, to realize that they can't be done. So Absolutely. And and, and yeah. almost anything can be flown anywhere. Almost. Um it just takes the right um it takes the right steps. It takes the right permissions. Um, yeah. I've flown everywhere from literally on three five right at DIA, um, to Mesa Verde National Park, to a block and a half off the Washington Monument, um, and others yeah. have as well. This isn't hey, look how great Vic is. Um, it's just it's, people have done very similar stuff. Sparky Sorensen flies out at uh, Dallas all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so people, 
people can do this stuff. It doesn't take somebody who is, is known. It's just you have to know how to do the right steps. It helps if you're known to the entity you're flying for. For sure. Now, if, like if I went to Milwaukee Airport, they don't know me from Adam. They're yeah. not going to give me any special permissions. But if I go to yep. DIA, they do know me from Adam, and I can probably do yep. things other people can't. But that's just because I've worked with them before. There's other pilots in Denver that have worked with them before or Centennial, and they're allowed to do things others aren't yep. because you're a known entity and you're a known safe entity. Exactly. Conversely, if you're a known unsafe entity, you're not going to get to do anything. Right. Yeah, you ain't, you're not getting any of that. And then you got to exactly. <laughs> restart or uh, contact someone that is. Mm -hmm. uh, probably mm -hmm. not at that point. Probably they're doing it illegally. But I, I, I think you did hit the nail on the head. It's like, you know, even for us, too, is like here at Waukesha, you know, we have Waukesha, we have Milwaukee, we have a bunch of local mm -hmm. airports that we can get things done very fast mm -hmm. because ultimately they know that we fly a lot exactly safely. So, um, I, yeah, it's always nice. And I guess that's a question too. I would even have, because so many times when it's, it's changed obviously a lot in the last say three to five years of reaching out to, you know, ATC and other, mm -hmm. you know, people at the airport, um, in coordination with some of these things since Lance has come about and, and whatnot. That's a you huge know, yeah, a big time. And I think, you know, I in the used to be able to ultimately you have you had to contact ACC mm -hmm. now if you go on a loft or any of these other you it says don't you know, it, do might, not. it, might, hinder, do not. it might hinder you doing it. And I think um that's where relationships in the past Bingo. that you maybe have built up have have will help you going forward. It's it's not saying don't contact them at all, right? Still develop that relationship. Still but if you develop have that relationship. Or if you have yeah. an authorization, yep. Yep. don't contact and be like, hey, I need this push through tomorrow. Come on. No, no, <laughs> right? no, no, no. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that uh, a lot of people ask me, well, what do I do when I need to fly in a zero grid? Or I need to fly 500 or 400 feet in a 100-foot in a grid. Um, reach out to ATC managers. A lot of times they'll just say, you know, you don't say, hey, can I fly there? You say, look, this is what I need to do. This is when I need to do it. What kind of safety mitigations would you like to see in either Lance authorization or more specifically, if you're going to fly in something like that, a, a drone zone airspace authorization? Yep. And just say, hey, can I tell you when I submit it? They would appreciate that. Um most of the time, sometimes I'm right. not talking to you, which I get, I get, I get. They're like, they're getting less and less and less. I think ATC managers are realizing that, hey, we're here. Um, yeah. We are outnumber. We outnumber manned aviation now, and they do have to deal with this. And most of them are really cool about it. They really are. Um, it's happening less and less now. But yeah, call them up and say, "This is what I need to do. I'm a remote pilot, and um, what kind of safety mitigations?" Yeah, definitely start the conversation. Like, I'm not asking for permission. Yeah, I'm not asking right. permission right now. Um, and just tell them what you need to do and when you need to do it and what kind of safety mitigations. And you could also say something like, well, if you're not going to deny it. If you're going to totally deny it, you don't want me there. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. So you can be right. congenial and you can be nice and see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask questions, right? And mm -hmm. figure out mm -hmm. it, ultimately if it's completely out of the question or or if it's uh, possible to do it. We have a Wisconsin drone group you know, on, on Instagram that we have and someone oh, nice. had reached out and, and really had, was like, they didn't know how even drone zone existed and how that process worked or, you know, so it ultimately <sighs> that is where, you know, I'm not as public on the groups as, as you may be. Uh, <laughs> I, I try to try to tend to stray away in certain cases in that way. But I think when you are help, you know, helping just educate and that it, the process is relatively easy once you do it. It's just, people comfortable 
getting getting down to actually doing it and then mm-hmm. realizing that it can be done so and you brought up a good point with a guy who didn't even know about it um that has been i've been on a couple of fa committees where we're trying to figure out how to educate people um it's tough uh you yeah. know faa has been dealing with traditionally in manned aviation for decades 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 and it's always easy hey new rule you put it at the airport because everybody flies at the airport they don't fly out of their front yard well some do but that's the one percent of the one percent of the one percent um and so you can you can you've got that touch point every single time somebody goes in and files a flight plan they've got that touch point um you have a credit card in half hour you can be in the air you know pop down to best buy yeah and so where where do you where do you touch those drone pilots where they can actually learn the rules? And that's, that's yeah. tough. That's really tough yeah. at the FAA. It's tough for the industry. Um, so if anybody out there who sees this has an idea, help at FAA.gov. They would love to hear from you. <laughs> um, right. And, or email me. Uh, yeah, I'm, if you can't find my email address, you don't know how to use the internet, but um, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> put it in well. the show we'll, notes. We'll there we'll you keep, go. We'll Vic at dspalliance.org. Yeah. <laughs> but um it's it's a it's We're, a constant battle uh, to get the education part out there, which is why we did things like what we did at Westminster High School on Saturday. Yeah, and and those local things may seem you know local, <laughs> and, and that's fine. If everybody had a local part, group, it doesn't matter exactly, yep. right? Yep. If everyone had one, that it would get out a lot faster and a lot mm-hmm. easier. I've done, you know, local things at local airports with people that were interested mm-hmm. in aviation to just let them know about it. Um, and you can do it wherever. We had the yeah. AVSI Rocky Mountain Board, and we had our holiday party yesterday. And um, the waitress that helped us, which if you're ever in Denver and you want to go in, indoor putt-butt, go to Holy Moly downtown. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, little plug there. But <laughs> um, it. it's, it, it, she knew we were a drone group, and she wanted to buy a drone. And so we talked for, about drones. And I told her about trust. I told her about this. I told her about that. And others, too. There were others there talking about other people, to other people about this. And perfect opportunity to talk about drones. Yeah. And, you know, us I'm drone curious. pilots, you get us talking. We won't show Yeah. We'll, we'll start. We'll let you know what, what's yeah. going on. I exactly. always love the question, too. It's like, what do you do? You, you fly drones? Oh, you take pictures. It's like, yes. yes but, but I'm not, you know, well, you want, <laughs> how much you want to talk? Well, you got a half hour? You got an hour? What do we got? Yeah. Your five but, minute, your 50 minute, your five hour <laughs> elevator pitch. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do, Now that you brought it up, though, like I have a, I don't know, maybe it's a dumb idea, but it's an idea that I don't know. I'm sure it's been discussed, but from a manufacturer's side, right? Yeah. Like, what about educating pilots as soon as they plug in the drone? Like, like they can't fly this drone until they get a little bit of education on the laws and the regulations. I know mm-hmm. from a manufacturing standpoint, it's probably tough because the first thing they want to do is get that, get that drone in right yep. the air. Um, and obviously we have one main, very large majority stake player mm-hmm. in the industry that is from a manufacturer standpoint with DJI. I, you know, I just feel like every, every thing that they, as soon as, like you said, they can plug in and start flying in a matter of, few minutes like quite right. honestly if they bypass everything so excuse me i don't know if, if you have to have buy them but it, it's something that even just giving a little intro video that they can't skip or something that it's like hey quick little lesson on all the, uh, airspace and well like, if you, you know, if you look at um and i haven't i haven't done it i have obviously i've been flying dgi for 10 years but every once in a while i did remember seeing where it would come up when you first register you have a little thing you have to go through i don't know if they still do that or not um it was actually there is another drone school. Actually, I'll just I'll just say it. Uh, Pilot Institute. Greg talked to another manufacturer and said, "Look, 
if you if you're going to ship units to the United States, we will pay for a little card to stick in there and give it to you for free. And you can put it in your thing. And they're like, what's in it for us? Yeah. So manufacturer buy-in is tough. Um, and it's, this has been, and the reason I know this, this has been discussed, trust me. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I figured <laughs> I mean, it times, was. I, just, I, know, um, but, I knew I wasn't oh, the yeah. first one to ask yeah. it. Yeah. And the technology there. It. You know, it's like, okay, so let's say we do get man- manufacturer buy-in. Um, how's that going to work? Yeah. How's it going to be hooked up? I mean, you know, do you have to put your trust certificate number in? Okay, well, how are you going to make sure that's the right trust certificate? Well, you have to have a license. Well, what if you're buying it? What if it's a grandson buying it for their grandmother or grandmother or the other way around? Yeah. Because um, we want both grandmothers and grandsons to fly together. <laughs> um, how, how does that work? It's, it's, there's the, all these great ideas like yours. It's not a bad idea, but how? Yeah. How is that very, very large three letter word? Well, and and that's the that's the million dollar question, mm-hmm. right? It's really how we how we get that. There's probably you know people out there smarter than than me and you. That, oh, definitely that might, smarter than me. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Right? I, I just bring in that idea just because it's I, a great I idea. Thought of it, but I'm sure it's been talked about and discussed. But it is. It's talked about. Um, it's tough. It's it's if people are I mean, the FA is flummoxed, and so are you know we've got the FA safety team drone pros. Which if you're interested about that, and reach out to me. Um, it, all we can do is try. We have yeah. our Denver Drone Pilot Social Hour, um, and you said you've got your group. Uh, just just form local drone groups and have one person there that knows what's going on, and uh, you can meet, meet meet a lot of people that way. Be a yeah. drone. I always like to say, if you're in the air, you've got your drone ambassador hat on. You're gonna have people come up and talk to you. Um, tell, tell them about trust. Tell them first of all, you say, "Can I land first? Uh, <laughs> and then you start talking right. to them. And you know that we're we're always out there in the public when we're flying, and it's a great opportunity to educate people about drones. Absolutely. Well, Vic, uh, I don't want to harp on any too much more uh, debates on what we've probably. probably no, no, I, I, no, that's okay. I'll debate. Um, I'll debate. I, I, I think that, you know, hearing your story and hearing where you've, you've kind of developed into, like I said, this, this man of the people, this voice <laughs> of the, the drone pilots out there in some sort of way. Awesome. Uh, you know, I think it's great, but uh, I, I'd love to hear your he wants, uh What, what's on the horizon for you? What do you wow. think? You know, I know we're, we're recording this early December, but mm-hmm. it'll come out late December, early January. Um, so what, what can the people kind of, uh, look out for you in, in 24 and, oh, golly. and what are you working on? Um, well, we're working on, on more waivers. <laughs> um, I have, uh, my latest waiver is actually a two mile BV loss waiver that's in. So if we get that, um, which I think I will, there may be some back and forth. Uh, my application is 10 pages long. <laughs> so I actually had to attach a PDF to my application. I couldn't put it all in a little box in the drone zone. Right. Um, so there's that coming down the pipe. We're looking at, um, we're, I've done one and we want to start it a little, we want to start a little 10 minute video content thing for our YouTube page, uh, drone service provider Alliance. Um, is, and I, and we're titling it. Let me show you something. Um, we sort of stole Josh Bardwell's you're going to learn something. <laughs> so nice. sorry, Josh. Um, <laughs> uh, let me show you something. He has done very well with it and he does, he knows <laughs> his stuff. I, he knows more about FPV than there. He's forgotten more about FPV than I'll ever know. You do not want me to fly any of your FPV rigs in manual because you will not get it back <laughs> in one piece. Um, 
And so we're going to try and do that. Uh, and we're just keeping an eye on, on what's going to happen with this next session. Um, you know, we've got AUVSI drone prepared, which is uh, to help states or help drone pilots kind of get their state to do uh, state preemption, uh, which means the states are the ones that are allowed to do the drone laws, not all these little cities and states. Um, and so we have one big fight 50 times instead of 500 yep. little fights. Um, and that's, I think, in 16 or 17 states now. They do have a state preemption. Uh, we're trying real hard to fight the uh, anti-China legislation that we've got going on, country of origin ban. Um, it's needless legislation that's actually going to end up costing the lives of Americans. Uh, I do not have a problem saying that. I mean, I have a problem having to say it, but I don't have a problem yeah, saying it. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we, there's no evidence there to support that. So we're going to push that out real hard. We're going to try and fight that where we can, which was the whole uh, Marco Rubio office issue I had. Um, and just kind of status quo, pushing along. Um, we'll be at Commercial UAV Expo in Vegas in September, and I'll be an exponential in April. April, San Diego. I was San actually Diego. looking at looking at uh, flight uh, flight schedules and hotels. Holy crud! Are hotels expensive in California? I thought they were bad here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was looking at that myself. I think uh, we should all kind of team up and get an Airbnb or something. That's I not a bad I don't know. idea. This is a, there's a there's quite a bit. San Diego is a little bit of a difference than uh, yeah, you know, some of these other places, right? But, yeah. Uh, that's why yeah, we should no, always I, have it here in Denver. It's, hotels are so much less expensive, especially for me. But um, no, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier. But I still, like I said, I had to have a hotel that night for like two nights. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's that's why that's why we have DSPA. Um, Kenji and I do not take all the stuff we do. We don't get paid for. Um, I don't take any any money from DSPA, or we don't take any money from DSPA to pay ourselves. It's all strictly uh, what. what our travel expenses and what it, ta what it takes to run. We have pins, so I bring pins with me and give pins out and stickers and stuff like that. Do I, have any? I can't really see any stickers back there on my workbench, but um, <laughs> so that's what we do at DSPA. Would would I like to get paid for what I do? Absolutely, because then I I love what I'm doing. I'd love to get paid for it. But that's if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I don't think yeah. it will. It's just not not really. Um, we don't have a, a membership base really to support that. And what we have now is. We'll always take more, but what we have now is very useful for us and very helpful for us. And um, we just took over the commercial uh, UAV pilots page um, on Facebook. So now that's actually a DSPA page. Um, and they put on there by awesome. Vic Moss. It's like, I got to get that taken yeah. down. Cause it's how did, how did that come about? <laughs> Amy, uh, Wagen, uh, Amy Wagen set that up and um, she got, she's gotten really busy and uh, wanted to know if she just wanted to turn it into, or we want to turn it into a DSPA page. So she just kind of nice. handed over the, the reins to me and said have fun and we've got some great mods in there and uh, we we uh, we work hard at it and we're trying to make sure it stays a professional group yeah love it no i think it's it's one of the the top ones that comes up anytime awesome. i you know see seems some sort of update or or post in there there's a lot in there as well so if you're a drone pilot definitely join that the commercial drone pilot uh page commercial drone pilots i think that's what we're called we put a link commercial, put a link down below commercial, yeah commercial <laughs> drone pilot there's so many different variations. There are so many. There are so many. Crazy. It's hilarious. Um, again, we'll put it. We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's really come together over these years. Yeah, so. Amy, Amy put out a wonderful group, and she just kind of looks like somebody giving you the keys to a Ferrari and say, have fun. Um, yeah, and so it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Well, maybe maybe not a Ferrari. Let's say a, a really nice 18-wheeler. It's pretty big. <laughs> Close enough, right? Close Eventually, enough. Maybe, maybe trade up to a Ferrari at some point. You know? I don't fit in a Ferrari. I'm six. Yeah. I don't fit. 
Well, I'm I'm too short, so you know I it couldn't reach the pedals if that was the case. But there you uh, go. Well, Vic, I really I really appreciate you you being on, and uh, you. you know if if anyone uh, wants to reach out to you, what is their your preferred method? I know you mentioned your email. Email um, is probably the best. Um, I prefer not to get texts, but if, again, if you can't find my phone or you do not know how to use the internet. Um, <laughs> But Vic at dspalliance.org. Um, you can reach me that way. Um, you can just go to dspalliance.org. That's a website. We've got our, our newsroom is probably our biggest uh, biggest use right now. Um, we're trying to we, – we, we, it's just the two of us, just Kenji and I, which um, I guess I should say, too, that why I'm the VP is because there's only two of us, and Kenji's already running a nonprofit one. So he's president, <laughs> and I'm vice president, and that's how it works. It's, it's not hey, as exciting as it sounds. Team, right? it's there a you go. There team. you go. But, yeah, just um, reach out to me. That's the best way to do it. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you. I appreciate you sure, uh, thanks. as appreciate well being a, being a part of it, and uh, it was great connecting with you again at Commercial UAV. But yeah. Uh, we will sure see you, yeah, in April. In um, April, it, San Diego. Yeah, coming quick, coming yep, quick. And it's but... in a zero grid. I'm trying to figure out how to get around that. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> yep, maybe, that, the, uh, maybe that's a whole other thing, right? We'll, we'll, we'll do something. <laughs> we'll do something. Remember, the sphere was in a zero grid, and so is the, yeah. so is the Bellagio Fountain. Well, and we figured out a way around this, that. There's quite a few people uh, now that I see uh, flying, you know, inside and around in some cases, but – uh, you got to do it right. And that's yep, the thing. 100%. People are, people are doing it by the book. So, uh, just be safe. Be safe. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Fly be safe. safe and, exactly. So Vic, again, appreciate it very much. Sure thing. Um, and we'll catch up with you soon. I'm sure. Always. All right. Thanks everybody. Take care. All right. And uh, bye, bye. Safe fly flying. Safe.